0: Hello and welcome everybody to the, we call it Super League show. I mean, we call it soccer show. We are back again on a rather som- somber Monday. Um, going to be honest. Got my man, Michael Fahey here as always. How yeah. are you doing? Terrible. Yeah, no, um, didn't expect any other response. Don't expect any other response from really any footy fan out there except like a niche group of Spurs and Arsenal fans out there in the deep crevices of the Twitter <laughs> ass crack. But um you know, yeah, just a real, real, real shit day, to be honest. Real shit weekend happened fast.
1: You know? Yeah, so fast, just out of left field. So out of left field.
0: Like Yeah, so out fast. of out of left field in, in the timing. Cause you know, we we've talked about this on this show before. This has been a topic in Soccer for a while, this breakaway European league, you know, Arsene Wenger, 2009, Fiorentino Perez, you know, happens to be the president of this bullshit. Also said in 2009, this is, this has been talked about for a while. Um, did anybody think it was going to happen so fast, so suddenly during the middle of a season, during the middle of a pandemic? No, absolutely yeah. not. But it is dominating the sports news cycle. It's dominating even the business news cycle. And we are here to tell you, what is the European Super League? No, no, no actually, correction, not the European. The Super League. What is the Super League?
1: The Stupid League. That's stupid what it is. The Stupid League.
0: Why is it the Stupid League? How did the Super League come about? And what are the cons? What are the potential pros? We're going to play some devil's advocate here. Just a little bit, even though we don't like it, say that off the bat, um, and we're just gonna we're just gonna tell you all about it. That's gonna be this whole episode. Forget everything else, because quite honestly, nothing else in the in the football world matters like this. Actually, quick quick moment of silence. All right, that was quick enough. Um, R.I.P. to Jose Mourinho. Uh, year and a half in the job. Years two and three just congested in the six wild months at Spurs. Um, have you seen his Instagram? Reposting yeah, all the, the post. And emotional roller coaster.
1: He's unfazed.
0: Who and is Mr.? Why do they call him Mr.? I've never heard that before. I, I, don't, I don't really
1: know. The uh, special one.
0: Call me Mr. Matt one. Gaffer.
1: First time he hasn't won a trophy. It's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. And six days away from potentially uh, getting one. But yeah, who knows if that game will even be played at this point?
0: Who knows? Who knows? And uh, so, yeah, bye, bye, Jose. But on to more important things. so um, what is the Super League? Uh, would you like to take me through what teams are involved exactly? And uh, uh, yeah, and we can go from there.
1: Yeah. So um, right now, I believe the number's still at twelve. And uh, it's the big six in England, the old big six, I guess, because it's City, United, Chelsea, uh, Arsenal, Liverpool, and Tottenham. So those are the six English clubs somehow, like we said. Tottenham. Self-proclaimed big six. Yeah. Somehow Tottenham and uh, Arsenal stuff snuck in there over Leicester. But eh, n- n- not going to say anything else on that yet. But uh, – Then we got teams from Italy, which is Juventus, Inter Milan, and AC Milan. Uh, There's three from there. And then the other three are from Spain, the big three in Spain, Atletico, Real, and Barcelona. Invites have been sent to a myriad of other teams. Bayern turned it down. Dortmund turned it down. PSG. Currently, I haven't heard anything on them turning it down or Accepting it, I think they're just waiting to be awarded the Champions League and then be like, "Yeah, we're in." But uh, so that and um, Porto was also invited to the league as well.
0: I am actually do have a piece of news. I I cannot confirm the validity of the source because it it is just a tweet with a with a sourceless tag. <laughs> okay, but if you look on PSG's website, they do not have the the generic um joel glazer statement that many of the other clubs have posted on their website have you seen anything about this
1: no i have not
0: so yes even even your arch nemesis air quotes rival liverpool fc has on their website a quote from joey glazer about what the european what the super league is i keep calling european but not it's just a super league and city has the same quote chelsea has the same quote psg does not have that quote on their website so that is uh that is one thing but in the tweet that i saw um it said psg is against this and um they will refuse to sell mbappe or neymar to any of the super league clubs and they claim that new contracts are imminent for the two parisian stars in light of this super league. So cannot confirm the validity of that given it's not from PSG, but those are the Twitter rumors. And sometimes the Twitter rumors are in fact
1: gold. Yeah. Yeah. That's where news breaks. Uh, I believe it. I definitely believe the not selling part because I don't think they were going to sell anyway. And now the players hate this and all that stuff. I think it's a win-win for PSG, but uh, yeah, there could definitely be some validity to that, but Those are the 12 spineless teams, though, that decided to
0: uh, use their
1: greed for evil. As of
0: right now, Bayern, Dortmund, Red Bull, and Porto were also invited. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dortmund and Bayern are hard-nosed. Bayern's flip-flopped twice now, according to the the news cycle. Um, I don't know what to make of that, but uh, I guess good on them for declining it as of right now. But um, let's get into why they're doing this. Why no so. why
1: Lee? Well, what's up? I also think Porto. I'm just looking for now. I think Porto's uh there are like, no as well. Not, not the owner didn't say no, right? It was like the president. The oh, okay, And yeah, no, they are no. Yeah, so okay. yeah,
0: they there are no. So respect to them as well. But I think that's yeah. just a desperation ploy by uh, by the Super League. Um, mm-hmm. But. Let's get into why. Let's get into why are they doing this? Um there's a number of reasons why, but uh the biggest one, the one that really, really jumps out at you when you're looking at all the reports as to um what this new super league entails. Um it's it's really it's really down to, to money at the end of the day. So how how soccer has been run in Really everywhere in the world, even most predominantly England, is a, is a pyramid system where the money that is brought in from the top, top teams and leagues is filtered down, and I'll say it disproportionately, to the lower levels so that these low clubs can survive and actually be run. And this, this, gives, this gives the opportunity, per se, for these small clubs, these working class clubs, to be able to work their way up through the system and maybe one day, maybe one day get into the champions league and go win the champions league. And now that these teams are going to go form this super league, initial payments to each team would be 425 million for the first season, which is about four times what the winner of the champions league would take home if they went all the way through. They would so um you know,
1: the winner of the thing isn't it like the winner of the Super League got five hundred million? Like yes, that that fee that you just said is literally a participation trophy for these teams. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. They they yes. concealed me and you at striker or at center back, and they'd still walk out of there four hundred twenty-five million dollars sure.
0: That's yes, that's where I was going with it. And the fact and, and that's where the issue with the Super League really lies because these twelve founding teams that would join get four hundred twenty five million off the bat and probably more going forward per season, mm-hmm. they have no threat of being relegated from the Super League, which is really the basis of how soccer as a sport is played. You go up and you go down. It's it's a meritocracy. You get rewarded for being good and you get punished for being bad. And in the Super League, it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, not that I hate American sports, but it's, it's like how American sports work. You know, there's no real like danger of failing. Like if Mm -hmm. you fail, the worst thing you are is a super profitable organization with pissed off fans. And at the end of the day, it looks like these owners who want these big payments don't care about you know, the fans that fill up the stands at Old Trafford, at at Anfield, at, at the San Siro. They don't, that's not what it's about for them. It's about the global network that wearing the crest and being able to use that brand
1: gives them access to. Yeah, it's, it's just scummy that, because this, leaving this league just kind of just, gets gets rid of all the history i mean like look at the teams that are all in it you know outside of the spurs and like arsenal Arsenal. yeah Yeah, them like when we talk about history we'll say and city and and then chelsea in europe and they have history in europe yeah but recent Recent very recent history so yeah excluding very few like all these clubs in here are the clubs like you ask someone who doesn't watch football and they're like oh yeah, I know Manchester, you know, I know Real Madrid, I know Barcelona, like I know Messi, I know Ronaldo. Like and they're just getting all that history that earned them this praise and all that and all their fans that they have prideful or pride in. They're just throwing it away and they think it's such a joke that they have decided to move their European Cups and Champions League and carry them over to Super League champions. So, technically, United are three-time Super League champions right now. Um, Real Madrid are 13-time Super League champions. Just the blatant and just disrespect and disregard for everything that the people before them had just for, I'm not going to say a little, just for money, just for a lot more money. And the, no tradition and all that. And uh, like you were saying, with the payments getting higher throughout the years, it looks like they believe that after the initial season revenues are expected to be upwards of $10 billion or 10 billion euro Mm -hmm. after that initial year. So not going to do the quick maths on it, but that's a lot more money than uh, the 3.5 that they're getting for infrastructure right off the bat. So this is just a blatant cash grab. Yeah. It's, that's the worst part about it.
0: It is. It is. It is definitely the worst part about it. The, the cash grab aspect, not, not wanting to share with the deeper football pyramid. Um, because if you make the Champions League, no matter if you're from Bumblefuck, Ukraine, sorry, Ukrainians who are listening, or, <laughs> you're, from, or you're from London, you know, you, you get the same $30 million payout for qualifying for the tournament. And now this group, although there's talks of being potential, potential ways to play into the Super League, this group of 12 will be securing at, at least $400 million of payments every, in revenues every single year, every single year, and they won't have to do anything about it. You Like you said, they could feel you and me at Stryker, and you know what? Our pockets will be, will be better off for it. And um,
1: yeah. what's up? No, no, no. No, I'm just agreeing with you. You can continue, continue.
0: And, um, you know, the, the punishments that obviously are going to come along with this, being that this would be in direct competition with the current Champions League, the European, uh, the European Cup format. Um, all the leagues, FIFA, UEFA, the ECA, they're all on a unanimous front, sticking together and saying, look, if you do this, if you want to go do this, you're getting kicked out of Champions League, getting kicked out of Europa League, getting, you can't play for your national team if you're playing on this club, and you'll be kicked out of the current league. And, um, you know, you may ask if you're a West Ham United fan, why does that matter? Why, why not? Fuck them. They can leave the Premier League because these big six, these big three in Italy and Spain – are the biggest draws in the, in the countries. They're, they're the ones that get the most people watching. They're the ones that drive these crazy revenues and with them leaving, I hope not, but the, the billionaire owners plan that their fan bases will leave with them as will The sponsors, as will the viewership numbers, all that. And then, um, not clubs like West Ham, but clubs like Sheffield Wednesday, clubs like, Wigan Athletic, Northampton FC, they're going to go out of business because they're they're just, that revenue is going to be lost. And, um, you know, during, during a time where all these clubs really preached about, you know, the value of sticking together, you know, I find it really ironic that United had a banner that said, uh, from Sir Matt Bosby, God rest his soul that, um, football is nothing without the fans and it's absolutely right and it's absolutely superficial that these clubs are saying this type of thing because not only are they abandoning the fans where they actually play they're abandoning the league as a whole the football system that has allowed them to get this platform and become these large brands they're telling them to fuck off and they don't care
1: yeah it's it's great because then you got to think like also it makes me think about those teams that are storied teams like Leeds. They just came up this year, but power they were a powerhouse team before they went down. It took them so long to climb that ladder back up to be where they are now. They look at Nottingham Forest. <laughs> they have more European cups than I think – almost the entire Premier League bar Liverpool. And I think they're equal with United. It's like stuff like that. And they're they're lower divisions and just kind of saying that they don't matter anymore when they so clearly did so much for the game. They did so much for the sport, so much to get it where it was the day before they decided to do this is just unacceptable. And moving on from the clubs, the, we spoke about how it's just disrespectful to the clubs, to the fans. This is a straight, straight spit in the face, two fingers up to every single player on one of these teams. They don't care that you can't go win a World Cup with your national team. They don't care that you can't go play in the Euros this summer. You ask any US Messi, US Ronaldo, US Neymar, any of those guys that have been there, won things, but not a World Cup. They will trade all of the individuals, all the Champions Leagues, all the league titles for one World Cup. And now these guys, just for a quick buck, are saying, no, you don't need to play in that anymore. Less games. You can play in our games. We get more money. You won't get hurt traveling to Brazil. You won't get hurt traveling to Portugal to go play with your national team for no reason in a friendly. But just – and then not telling them either. Like players found out what we found out. I mean, Woodward called a Zoom meeting today to let united players know and just that's crazy it's like as a baseball fan you think like oh he found out getting traded on social media like his friend sent him a text that sucks imagine finding out on social media that your whole way of life is getting flipped around and you you're like an english player like gonna go play in the euros no shot at that no shot at going to a world cup no shot at Messi, Ronaldo going to play in their last World Cup. It's the two best players ever. One last shot. They don't even get that. Just because they wanted more money, and that it's crazy. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is. It's it's yeah. It's absolutely it's shocking that that they 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 trade all this for that. And um, you know, I feel like that's a that's a good segue. Into why why is it happening, you know? Like we covered, we covered what it is. We got we got, you know, what the sanctions are. Presumably, what the benefits would be, um, basically money. Yeah. And um, so so why is this why is this happening? And um, this this goes into, into two things, you know. The first part is mainly um the the football pyramid as a whole, these, these big clubs and these, these, you know, venture capitalists is, is what they are. You know, these are people with a lot of money who are in the business of buying businesses and making more money. You let them into the premier league, starting with Chelsea, starting with, uh, starting with Chelsea and city, my hand is up. This is completely started with us. This is our fault. Um, when you let these type of people in, these people who are supposed to be, you know, improving the club, you know, like, like some owners do, you can, you can really tell the difference in in American sports, at least, or, or in any sport when an owner cares versus when they don't care, you can really, really tell. Yeah. And these big six, since they've gotten have for the most part acted like they don't care about the rest of the football league because they look at it as, wait a minute. When Burnley play man United this weekend, that's Burnley's highest viewerships of the year when, yeah, no shit. And you know, this, this money helps them survive. It helps the football pyramid, but they look as, you know, why isn't that going more to us? So that's one part of it. And the second part of it, jumping over to Europe is, you know, it's, it's the same, it's the same deal. It's the same kind of thinking because like we said, when, when Arsenal play Slavia Praha, that's their highest viewed game of the year why is that because arsenal's involved because they have a global fan base and you know the cronkies of the world the woodwards the the sheck the Abramoviches, the the fucking fenway sports groups they 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 don't see why it's important to fund these lower level clubs to fund the dreams of these lower level clubs the ambition to go up and Compete at the highest level, which is really what sporting, like sport is about at the end of the day, competing at the highest level and like the, the ambition to go be, be the best. And I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it just really, really is purely money motivated, but like you were saying to me when the, the news initially broke, although this is obviously purely money motivated. It is not like the FA, the Premier League, UEFA, FIFA, the ECA, all these governing bodies that the Super League is going against are not still and have not been fucking corrupt for the last 20, 30 years. Yeah. So do you want to dive deeper into some of, the, uh, some of the corruption aspects that you think uh, drove these owners to make this decision?
1: Yeah, um- I mean, we'll start with the payouts because I guess that's the main, if not the only reason why these clubs are going away. And I guess it is because to quote, I think it was Joel Glazer, the making revenue and making a profit is the number one goal while maintaining the current state of a game and fan satisfaction is secondary. That is a direct quote from these people. So, do we know why they're doing it, like we've said, but I think the winner of the Champions League can get up to eighty like eighty five million, something like that, like a number around there, mm-hmm. and uh how much I don't know off the top of my head how much the Champions League brings in, I would guess it's two
0: and two and a half billion in revenue from twenty nineteen twenty
1: Yes,' two and a half billion, and I guess these clubs are kind of thinking like we're only getting what basically pennies of that for going the entire way and winning it all and not kind of thinking about all the other clubs like they clearly aren't like not thinking about like you said those guys from ukraine who sneak in and get that 30 million and they're like we made it to the final like i'm liverpool like we made it there we deserve at least 200 million because we're this is us this is our thing and they don't get that because it's not fair so to speak and it kind of leaves you to wonder is all that money going to the clubs or obviously some of it goes into UEFA, like to keep them up and running, obviously, but how much of it is actually going to UEFA? How much of it isn't just going into someone's bank account and how much of it is just lost. You guys can't see my air quotes, but lost in Mm -hmm. movement. And I think that's kind of a, like all these guys who are doing it, like, they're dumbasses when it comes to soccer, but they're all genius businessmen, and no one can say they're not. Like they're assholes. They all suck. They all deserve to die, and I can't wait to see them in hell. But <laughs> they're they're all genius businessmen, and that's like stuff like this lingers. Like they think about stuff like that. So I'd have to think that just like with Seth Blatter being arrested for embezzlement and all that, the head of FIFA just completely just under. Killing the organization by stealing money from it, they they definitely got to think in their back of the head. Like if we're running this shit, we we see it, we know it. If we want to steal money from ourselves and those other teams, we know who's doing it. We can do it. And if there's only twelve teams to pay, like over and over and over, and the big three, I think it's Perez is the chairman, and then the vice presidents are Angeli and uh, Glazer. And those are the big three, I would guess, in the whole thing besides Liverpool. And they control the money. Mm. So they know where it goes. And as someone or as those people who only care about money, that has to be up there on that importance, knowing where that revenue is going. And it's not just going into some random offshore account that UEFA has.
0: Yeah. It's, um, and and you know that the thing is about that is you know if you take the four hundred fifty million you multiply it by the twelve teams that's around five billion that's around double the revenue from twenty nineteen twenty and you know I know inflation is a thing and you know it's mm-hmm. a faster growing sport in in the U S certainly also in China but um that that leaves some some questions to be answered Leave some questions to be answered for sure. And um, the thing about the Champions League as well is that uh, it's it actually isn't the Champions League anymore. And it hasn't been for a while. Hasn't been for a while. And the Super League is just um, just the next step because UEFA, these corrupt sons of bitches who just care about money. You know, the leagues themselves obviously let in these billionaires at first. But UEFA, the corrupt people that they are, obviously capitulated to the people who have a lot of money. There have been changes over the years, countless changes in the Champions League structure that have basically catered to the rich and left the poor out to dry. Um, you know, it was called the Champions League at first because how you qualified for it was by winning your league. You mm-hmm. are the champion, you go to the Champions League. Over time, more qualification spots were at first two, and then eventually we saw four in the Premier League mm-hmm. and four in Spain. Well, if you're a club like Ajax, winning your domestic league by twenty some odd points, you still need to play two play-in games to get into the th- round of thirty-two. Because why? Because because the the the, the big brains at, at UEFA said not enough people watch you, you're not enough you're not a big enough draw. And therefore you you don't really deserve to be in this competition because it's clearly just about money. And it's it, it it's really really sad. It's really really sad because um these people who are fighting it, as much as I want them to win, UEFA, FIFA, the ECA, all them they were in the wrong in the first place. They were the ones taking these massive payments under the table, most likely, to make these rule changes. These are the ones mm-hmm. letting, letting transfers happen out of the window, letting financial fair play laws basically be a fucking joke. You know, these, this, is, this has been a process, an ongoing process that these billionaires have been taking advantage of because they're a bunch of dumb, corrupt people. Running running the organization at the end of the day. And that's why, like, as mad as I am that they want to leave and or fundamentally change the European Champions League structure, it's, I, from a business standpoint, I can't really, like, fault them because the argument for them being the bigger draw is there. You know, and and that could also feed into the revenue projections because you would argue that if Man United is playing Barcelona, then Madrid, then AC, then Juve, then a Manchester Derby, all within the span of three months, the thinking is that that will be all these high viewership games that will ultimately increase the the draw. And I believe also it's called the Super League because didn't put European in there because they plan to play games globally. And, you know, that's a whole nother issue we'll get into a little bit, but that, that can explain the revenue projections, but it just, it sucks because the the whole point of the champions league is its name. Like it's, it is, it is an honor to, to be there, to earn it. You have to earn it to get in that. And now this super league just throws that out the window. You're not a champion. If you're in there, you're just a quote, founding father whatever the fuck they're going to call it and it just uh, it just defeats the merit the worth and i I think from my standpoint at least the the entertainment value of what this whole competition plans to be
1: yeah it'll it'll be cool for a little bit but it'll get watered down it's like i kind of thought about it as definitely different definitely different but look at the xfl right that was so cool when they first came out with it. Like, oh my God, this is like old school football. Just like going to be so cool. Everyone watched it for week one. Then week two, some people did. And then it kind of got old. And if you play, like, the thing about Champions League is you hope for that draw. You hope you go, to, go play uh, Real Madrid in the Bernabeu this year. You hope you get to play Barcelona. But now it's no longer just a thing. It's like, oh, when are we playing them? It's not a, I hope we're playing them. And it just kind of, it, it definitely dilutes it. Cause you see something over and over and over again. That special feeling isn't there. That special European night isn't there. It's going to get to a point where like, if you're United and they do get to stay in the premier league, like oh, we got Burnley on Sunday and then we got to fly all the way to freaking Rome on Saturday or Wednesday. Like this sucks. And then it'll get there. And then they're still making the money they want, but. It's just – it's not the same for the fans. And uh, going back on the corruption part a little bit, it's – I definitely see where they're coming from with, like, that not trusting, like, FIFA and all that stuff. You can just look at the World Cup in Qatar. (laughs) I mean, uh, Mm the the 2010 –
0: Legalized slavery. Literally legalized slavery exists in Qatar. And because they paid enough fucking money at the bid, they get to hold the World Cup. And These are the people that they're breaking away from. So,
1: yeah. you know? Yeah, and uh, it was a part of the deal that I guess they had got to pay a little less money. Now, Israel, if they make it, are allowed to play in the World Cup now because, you know, they're not a recognized country by Qatar. Like, that, that's not a problem. And then, oh, yeah, the other thing, the, the 2010 World Cup in Africa – Right, a little bit ago, cost $3.5 billion, the whole shebang, everything with it, like from beginning to end, like the whole whole night, the World Cup in Qatar is going to cost upwards of 140 billion euros. Oh, yeah, I'm sure all that's going to infrastructure. I'm yeah. sure all that's going to keeping it safe. I'm sure all that's going to have fan alcohol zones since, by the way, alcohol, alcohol is illegal in Qatar like whoa yeah so that's another big part of just all this random yeah,
0: sick sick place to host a fucking world cup a place yeah. where you can't drink like that's
1: yeah. oh yeah and never mind uh they got to do it in the winter because when the world cup normally is, it's 130 degrees over there yeah so yeah that but i no. definitely don't think that 138 billion dollars is going towards or the euro not dollars it's about what 220 billion dollars is going yeah. towards that world cup now that's okay. i would say at least out of the 220 us dollars probably 120 130 just yes. lost again with air quotes uh but it's just in someone's bank account and that's it so when you look at it like from that I don't want to say it gives them a valid point to do this, but mm-hmm. it's not easy to defend the guys that they're walking away from.
0: It's not. It's not. And, and that's the thing because most of the people they're walking away from are fucking their shit bags anyway. But it, it's really, for me, it's the fact that they're walking away from the greater football pyramid and that so many clubs are going to, are just going to die. They're just going to die because they don't have the funding to keep up the, these dreams of, and and the dreams of getting in the champions league of, you know, maybe one day having that magical season, like Leicester, fucking winning the league out of nowhere, you know, maybe, maybe like West Ham this year, you know, not that it might matter anymore because considering the, the three teams, no, two of the, two of the three teams, two two of the two of the top four, are in the six that are leaving. So, how yeah. much does it really matter anyway? But you know, like a club like Barnsley, like you know, are they ever you know they they could get in the Premier League next year? In Norwich, you know, maybe they have a magical season, qualify for the Europa League, like like that. Those those things yeah. are not going to be possible anymore because the Super League is closed, and it's 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 not it's not the it, it doesn't give the opportunity for these teams to dream. And it's and that, that's why, like, although there is there's a good argument to be made that there is good, valid reasons to leave and to create your breakaway league. There is so much more at stake that is that just has to do with more than financials. Like and and that's why football has been the working man's game, you know, the the poor man's game. And, you know, why we talked about why football is football. It's because it's not called football because you play with your feet. It's called football because peasants played it. Noblemen had horses and they played their sports on horses. The, the the working man played their, played their sport on their damn feet because they didn't have no horses. And it's just that, that idealism about the game has been lost by these group of 12 asshole billionaires, whoever the other three may be. And that's that's why no matter what argument somebody makes to me, for all the corruption that there is in FIFA and Qatar, for all the the quote unquote lost money in your UEFA, for all the disproportionate payments that go on in the Premier League and the Champions League and throughout, like it's it's so much bigger than that because that's that's not what that's not football isn't about money like it's it's not about that and the people who have been running these organizations made it about that and now. It, all their chickens are coming to roost right now right now all at the same time and it it sucks for the game it sucks for them but it was coming it it was coming
1: yeah it's yeah it's crazy that it i don't even know like what to say to be honest it's just kind of
0: do you want to go into uh how the premier league, how the premier league started changed over time you can go into
1: how that, yeah. how
0: that corruption was found and how, how they had it coming as well, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Right before that though, um, Fabrizio just tweeted, uh, Florentino Perez is like having an interview with somebody. It's whoever's lucky enough to meet with the devil himself. But so the big things that I'm getting from it, uh, perez specified and kept emphasizing that the super league is not a closed league it's absolutely not true whoever wins the five other available spots will be able to play with the other best teams in the world oh yeah no totally not a <laughs> so, so league. cool go go win your league and then you get to play with us for a season yeah Oh, that's like, sick like, like congrats you made it to the big boy table for one thanksgiving now go back that's
0: another me. question i have what the fuck happens when arsenal's bottom of the table uh, 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 under under the promoted teams what then <laughs> yeah, Do they just man. stay Do they just stay like no that's bullshit they and, should
1: know well, yeah like for ex- what happens who's a big team that's left off it right now let's, let's say lester 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 yeah. goes in they win the premier league and then they go and have a magical run, start knocking people off, and they win the Super League. But
0: They're better than, they're, they're better than more than half of the teams in the Super League right now. Yeah, I don't give a – like, they, that's, they're third that's in true. the Premier League. They, they've got a deep squad if they're injury-free. They're better than any team in Spain. Don't at me. They're better than any team in Italy. Don't at me. And they, that's it. Like, they're just better than most of these yeah, teams. You they're can, being you left can make out an because that. these fuck-ass billionaires don't think they're, they're worthy or some shit. Even though they've earned it.
1: Yeah, you can make an argument that the only two teams better than them are the only two teams ahead of them in their table.
0: I'd make that argument. Yeah, That's the argument I'm making every day of the week because they left PSG and Bayern out this shit. Well, I mean, lucky. No, they, they said no. Yeah, they said real. no. They're real.
1: but And just yeah. to kind of – what happens if Leicester goes and then wins the, the European Super League? But in order to win that because they're like, oh, we got to prove we belong with the big boys – they rest in the Premier League and lose out on the title to West Ham. They have to swap with West Ham after winning this tournament? Or does West Ham, after gaining qualification, knock it in?
0: Yeah. Or do you, do you upon winning your league, get kicked out to go play in the, the coveted Super
1: League? It's... Yeah. It, there's um, just so many questions, and it, you can't... It's it's ridiculous. I guess like they're not even treat. If they, I don't even want to say it'd be easier to stomach. But if anyone can get relegated, like as will anyone. happen if this happens, Arsenal and Tottenham are going to be in the bottom. They're going to be the worst two teams of this whole thing. I don't care. what No you doubt say. about it. They no shouldn't about be in it, it next year. No if shot. they did something like that, it would be it'd still be terrible to stomach. But it'd be easier because like okay. Like everyone has a chance now. Like Lester can get in there, stay in there. Roma can get in there and stay in there. Um, and that kind of it makes it different. And that's just it's it makes it a more stomachal stomachal. Oh my god, stomachal. Fuck it, stomachal. Yeah, everyone everyone's talking stupid about this. All the guys who made it are idiots, so I can be one. <laughs> uh, but it just makes it more stomachal that you know anyone can do it, and now it's it's not. And for him to say that it's not a closed league, he's a fool. Right yes. on all our faces. Right yeah. on all our faces. Yes. And hundred percent. But I I guess what I was, it would be more of a respectable breakaway league, you know, if they allowed that. But yeah. uh, perfect segue into. Our favorite breakaway league. Our favorite breakaway <laughs> league.
0: You know, this is a Premier League podcast, and believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, yes, the Premier League, the best league in the world, the Premier League was a breakaway league. So, um, how this started back in the up until the nineties, up until the nineteen nineties, uh, the football league system was there, and basically, it was, um, it was the. It was League One or the Championship was uh, was the top tier?
1: I believe it was. Full, I think Premier, it was League the Premiership. I think it was League League One. Okay, yeah, League. So that it was, was like the, the highest, first division or whatever. Yes,
0: the first division, and and there was a tier system: two, three, four, all the way down to five and six. The national league system, the actual you know working people who are just playing Sunday league football, but have their chance to work their way up. The only difference. Between the Premier League as we know it and the league system we have now or had now, should I say, is that the payments were split up differently. Um, back in before the nineties, payments were more equitable. Um, it was basically an uh, almost even split down the league system. Clubs were similarly funded, and that's why that's why really. No team had a had a unfair advantage before the Premier League era. There were multiple different eras of champions, titles, FA Cup winners. Mm-hmm. A lot of parity in the league. A lot of teams could go up and go down. Man, Man City was in the third tier back in these days. You know, Wolverhampton, Aston Villa, Southampton—they were staples in the league. Aston Villa, uh, you know, still they're, no they're, titles
1: not, for Spurs though.
0: That's Don't know titles, titles for Spurs. Don't titles for Spurs. Nothing changed that era. Not in Forest, we're in the European Cups, you know. Um, yeah. But then in the 90, in 91, uh, 20 teams, the alleged top 20 broke away and they formed what is now called the Premier League. And, you know, obviously they took the the big names being um, you know, United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Wolves, Spurs, Newcastle, Stoke. And um, they, they negotiated new TV deals. Uh, their revenues were greatly increased. And they took a much larger piece of the pie. It is why the Premier League is what it is today. They have the money they do today. Because in literally almost every other country, Almost because, you know, we got our boys in La Liga taking it to a whole new extreme just with less cash. Um, (laughs) They split it up pretty proportionately up and down the football pyramid system. But in the Premier League, you see teams that are in 20th place, the last place, getting relegated. And they're making more than three times what the bottom three teams in a league like Germany is making. And um, although this is because nowadays less people watch that. Back in the day, it was because the payments were disproportionately split up in the Premier League before they were anywhere else. They got more money for the top teams. The top teams bought the top players, and we now have what we have today. But at a certain point, I'll call it the early-mid-2000s, they let – um. They let the first takeover of Man City happen while that owner was under criminal investigations. They let Roman Abram- Abramovich into the league. And um, that was really when the Premier League took a whole nother step up in terms of letting billionaire tycoons into the league. The money that was being pumped into the clubs just changed astronomically and it took it to a, to a whole new level in terms of the, the payments, the revenues that can be made, the players that can be signed, uh, TV deals that can be negotiated, and just the the global reach of the Premier League. And so now, we're in 2021. There are six billionaire tycoon owners in the Premier League. and um, And this past summer, don't forget, the Premier League blocked... Seventh billionaire tycoon owner from coming in and purchasing Newcastle.
1: Because um, yeah, seven teams to the Super League would have been too many.
0: No, because they're all boys. Like they're all they're <laughs> yeah. all boys. They're all they've they've been playing this shit for a while, and they didn't want the they didn't want to let a the new kids on the block. And uh, the Premier League has behaved like that and like this ever since they let the first two in, and they've been letting the owners spend frivolously irresponsibly in the case of of, of teams like City, United, um, Chelsea. Arsenal, Chelsea. You know, really everybody but Liverpool has spent very irresponsibly over
1: the last 10 years. And Spurs. I don't think they've bought anyone in like seven years.
0: Yeah, they just haven't spent. They're just <laughs> – There's a clear benefit for Spurs from joining the Super League, right? Uh, uh, it's Yeah. But – um. But yeah, so like the, the Premier League itself was a breakaway league with a self-proclaimed top 20. And now over time, the, the presidents of the Premier League and the FA have capitulated to these billionaire owners, let them seize more power year by year, spend more money, act more frivolously with their cash, um, not put the effort in. Into, into you know maintaining the level of the clubs, but rather into maintaining the bottom line as the clubs, and it really should be no surprise to them either that they're leaving, because this is how their league was started. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, on on greed and not wanting to uh, to feed the lower football pyramid.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, another quote from Perez which kind of goes into that pretty well. Even in the Premier League, if the top clubs are economically strong, all other clubs will also become stronger. It is a consequence. We want to have dialogue with UEFA as as we propose in the Super League. We want to save football. So he's basically trying to say by breaking away and – kind of basically doing what you just talked about, all that, th- those big guys getting all the money, everyone else will benefit from it. I just, I, I wanted to ask you if you kind of understand how he came to that reasoning. Um, Cause they're going to be, if this goes through, they're going to be kicked out of the premier league. I don't think at this point it's much of a, Question: I think it's a bigger question of whether or not it goes through, but I think what happens when it happens is pretty much set. So how does United, Chelsea, Liverpool, the City, and the other two getting kicked out of the Premier League hurt or help those clubs below them get economically stronger?
0: So, yeah. um, If I can explain this to uh, you and our listeners quite simply it's called a bullshit lie. Um, There is absolutely no truth or merit in that. They can say they have this fund set up for the, for the lower leagues, all they want, knowing these people and what they're doing and the projected revenues and payments they're going to be trying to do. And the protections they are going to have, you know, it's, it's just bullshit because there's five spots, right? There's five spots to come up. So off the top of your head, that's the five top league winners, yeah? Yeah. What happens to Ajax? What happens to Porto? What happens to Sporting? What happens to Benfica? What happens to Rangers? What happens to all these clubs? Historical, historically great clubs, tons of history, great fan bases, ambition in Europe even on, on the odd year. They, they, they have, they, there's a fairytale run every few years, and it's what makes the sport so great. What, what happens to all of them? Then this this fund doesn't include them. That's fucking bullshit. The, the the guy who is the same guy who is saying this is the same guy who went in 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 elections for Real Madrid promised the 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 fans, he promised them Luis Figo, even though he was still playing for Barcelona. Still, just still a, a Catalonian strong through and through rumors were dispelled throughout the season. Nah, don't worry about it. I don't know. It's not true. It's not true, man. What do you know? Lo and behold he wins the election. Figo signs with Real Madrid. Rumors of 50 million euros getting slid under the table for that. Yeah, that guy, that guy is definitely telling the truth. We can definitely trust him in his Glazer, Shek, Abramovich cronies that they they genuinely care about the greater football pyramid. And they, they're really going to, Take care of this fund and make sure it 's properly distributed throughout the the teams in non top five leagues and the lower leagues in those leagues, even you know yeah, yeah, no that's that's definitely going to happen.
1: The fifteen founding clubs are the ones that matter the most in terms of entertainment, others like Napoli, Roma, will have the chance to be in the competition one year or another, and then we'll see another direct quote. From Satan. Uh from Satan himself. Satan himself. Just.
0: And that. Wow. Oh, and he also said that so they were
1: insulted today. That they were insulted by. The, Be insulted. By the president. Be insulted. Uh, by President Seferin's comments. Um He said, it is not possible President Seferin insulted Andrea Angeli today. It is crazy to discuss a president of a world club like Juventus like that. This is something unacceptable. UEFA must change. We don't want a president who insults other presidents. How about I don't want a chairman who destroys the fabric of a game that's been around since 1865. Is that yeah. is that too much to ask for? But oh no, I he, think that's reasonable. He he calls him a he calls him a essentially a polite asshole, but that's an insult. But you can go destroy the game just for a just for a quick bag when you already have a couple other billion in your back pocket. Yeah, man, that's fine. It's fine.
0: No, not like not like the money and 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 soccer has been just crazy the last decade really like the the jumps in transfer prices player wages revenues brought in tv deals is absolutely stupid nowadays and these guys are just ruining the game for a quick buck but uh what did
1: you just see football needs to change and become more attractive globally valid fair okay the champions league has lost the interest it had in 1950 1950 before the United States of America landed on the moon. Before the New York Mets were brought into life. Before <laughs> b- our parents were born. Before a lot of motherfucking things, dude. Before so many things. How old Apparently was he in 1950? Let's, let's look. Let's look. I <laughs> he wasn't even alive. <laughs> <I'm,
0: sighs> he was definitely alive. but He was definitely like fucking eight or something.
1: No, I'll let you guess. I'll give you. I'll give you a guess. Give you a quick guess. When he was. Lynn in 1950, how old was he? Um, thirteen. No, he couldn't even wipe his own ass. He was three years old.
0: Three years old. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure you remember how fucking entertaining the Champions League <laughs> was when you were shit in your pants, bro. I, I am. I am so sure of that.
1: This is crazy. I mean, oh I will put a video to this meeting because I need to watch that it. That is ridiculous. <laughs> at this point, maybe it's fake because you're just saying so much blasphemous shit. So there's always that to look forward to. But, uh, no, that's just – that's crazy. That's crazy I, uh, talk. I just
0: read something. Headline, owners underestimated fans. Ellen Road was empty. but protests like the one at Liverpool versus Leeds are in the beginning. I love yes. it. I love it. The fans are doing their part. There's a number of players who are doing their part to fight this, boycott the super league, speak out against the super league, do whatever you need to do against the super league. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess, I guess now we have to talk about the hypothetically potential benefits for the super league, even though in the grand scheme of things, there are no benefits and this is terrible if we were on the board of billionaire boys club deciding these issues then you know there are there are a few potential positives that could happen
1: then if we, if we were on the board this would not be happening no this, this wouldn't would, be happening no we you know it would be happening um, we would be talking about how liverpool dropped points against leeds today that's what we'd be talking about not the fact that but continue. And the, well, the pros, the pros. Glory, glory, this. Leeds United.
0: Marcelo, love that guy for the culture he did it. But um, yeah. So there's there's really only a few arguments to be made. Um Number one, the casual football fan mm-hmm. disrespectfully, fuck you guys. Like it's you your suck. fault. It's, it's your fault. fault. It's, it's literally your fault. fault. You house a highlight, bleach report ass <laughs> motherfuckers <laughs> not watching. Games just consuming highlights and fucking oh, Neymar Meg, someone man, I was so sick. Yeah, but did you watch the other 89 minutes? Like, fuck you guys, like from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, actually, but it would draw the these fickle ass fans into more games because if you're, you know, let's say a very casual Real Madrid fan. And, you know, you only watch El Clasico and Champions League games. You know, you don't give a fuck about Ibar, You don't give a fuck about Levante. You don't even give a fuck when you play Valencia. You don't need to play those fixtures ever again because it's not as glamorous. So the thinking is that given all these high-profile matchups all the time that a lot of people will watch all the time. Well, I disagree with that, and I think it's a fundamentally flawed way of thinking given the history of the game and that shows how out of touch these people are with soccer fans as a whole, that is where the thinking is at. Two, it's called the Super League, not the European Super League. It's called the Super League. Leads me to indicate they're going to branch out of Europe one day, all around the world, different stadiums. You'd have AC Milan versus uh, Manchester United at MetLife Stadium on a, on a Monday night and then you go to play real madrid in rome the uh, on the weekend you know and that's that that is their thinking that it's going to be high profile like that so and also there is talk of tv deals documentary series and stuff like that so really the revenue streams just keep expanding with every hour that uh the news breaks and i really you know that's those are really the only benefits that, that I can see. Any any thoughts on that?
1: Um, hmm. definitely benefit the those two you said from their point of view. Uh, I guess another benefit would be kind of the the competition. Like you're always playing a good team every week, and I guess uh, this is kind of going to be their selling point. Mm-hmm. To like the players, I guess, like, uh, and the fans, not, and the fans, like, you, you're not going to be going up against Tarkowski and Ben Me uh, on Sundays now, you'll be going up against Marquinhos and Kembipe or Kembepe or whatever, Presnil. Uh But it's, <laughs> I guess, like the competitions there, you're always going to have a solid game week in, week out, uh, and I guess teams or people are gonna like that, you know. Um, every game is gonna be watchable unless you play Arsenal or Tottenham. Yeah, uh, and it's just, I guess that's a that's a plus. I guess, uh, like you said, branching out, new things. Uh, hmm. Genuinely trying to think of more more positive things.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, it'll. Yeah, I think.
1: Like, in in like, in all honesty, I guess it would be like I'm not going to watch it personally, but I guess if I was or were to watch it, it would be pretty cool, I guess, like I guess
0: that's what I, that's what I was going to say, like feeding off this point of like the best competition, like if this happens, not that I'm going to endorse it or watch it, um, the best players with the most money would all be playing each other. And it would be like an NFL and NBA type situation versus college football or college basketball. It's the same sport. It's just at a completely different level. All Mm -hmm. the athletes are at the top, top level. And assuming these guys would be banned from other competitions, they're really just going to train like super, super hard. They're going to be pushed at like the highest level all the time. And it, it would see the game evolve into something else. Like it would just, it would be like soccer on Coke, you know? Like, it, it would be crazy. And I, I guess that is a potential appeal of it as well. But but that is completely disregarding the history aspect, the romanticism aspect, the underdog aspect. The, that's where you can come from, from the lower leagues, like re- literally from nothing, and work your way up to finally get that big payday in the Premier League or the Champions League one day. And it, it just tosses all of that away for in their eyes what is a better product but in the eyes of people who who appreciate you know the culture of football I think it's it's honestly just just disgraceful because yeah. there's it, it, the the benefits just just do not even compare
1: to the downsides of, of what this league will mean yeah. you I think it's We've been saying it's gonna ten thousand percent hurt those clubs like the villas and whatnot. But I really like the analogy used with like college to pro, the Premier League serie A, La Liga from now on, or like if this were to go to th- happen, that's gonna be that college level. And then you're gonna have players like Jack Grealish balling out in college for the chance to play in the pros. Mm-hmm. And so it's and there are people who, like I know, here swear by college sports over professional sports, and then there are people who don't even care about college sports until it's draft time. Oh, and that that scared me. Imagine this thing has a freaking draft in like ten years, where they mm-hmm. get to draft from. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I digress, but yeah.
0: <laughs> and and all because these twelve clubs said they were the best twelve clubs. Like, yeah, and that's why it's so fundamentally different than. Than baseball or, or or football or something like that or any American sports because those leagues were were founded like it, it, they were they were founded small and then eventually merged together but and then there's the chance for expansion teams like it's it 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 it, it isn't a big enough game really in in America with enough talent to have like sixty NFL teams with two different tiers. Like it, it, you might as well just merge college sports and, and the NFL, but in football, it's so different because these are all legitimately professionals. And yeah. no matter what level you're at, you have the chance to rise to another level, given your club makes the right moves. You, you get lucky one year, you, you just have something, mm-hmm. something's going like, I don't know, but it's, it, it takes all that away for the benefit of some self-proclaimed group of 12-some-odd clubs, which is unfair because through football history, the top clubs have changed. The top six in the Premier League certainly have changed throughout. Man City, they knew. Chelsea is new. Fucking Spurs, were they ever really in the top six? Maybe That That is the question. Maybe
1: that one year that they finished second. Maybe. Maybe. Arsenal...
0: Arsenal isn't in the top six right now. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you say. United, up until recently, hasn't gotten their shit together. Like, it, after Fergie left, there was a decent period where you guys were fucking mid table and it was ridiculous. Yeah. Liverpool, up until literally two years ago, were Europa League fighters. And, you know, teams like Wolves, Aston Villa, Leeds United, not in Forest, you know, we can go through this again, but like they. They have been at the top of the league because of this fluid pyramid system. You know, I don't, you know, don't want to make it sound like a pyramid scheme. It's not what it is. It is a is a low to high system where you have the ability to rise up or go down based on based on your performance. And that's how football has been run. That's why I love it so much because literally anybody can come up, anybody can go down. There's real danger in being the worst team in the league. It's, you know, as much as I, I love trusting the process and I appreciate Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, I love that that shit doesn't fly in, in, in soccer. I love that you can't just lose games on purpose because you know why? You will cost yourself millions of fucking dollars, you asshole. So, like, I, yeah. I, I, it just, it just destroys the dynamic that makes this sport so great, so unique, and so special. And it just, you could have the fucking best soc- soccer in the world, the best I've ever seen. They could complete a thousand passes, passes each, and score six goals a game. Like, you can fuck off with that. Like, I, I don't, I don't want that.
1: No, oh. yeah, it, it takes away so much of it, and it's a uh, kind of goes back to like life in a way that you know, equal opportunity is everything. Everyone should have the same platform the same diving board but equal outcome depends on how bad you want it all that kind of stuff so with this they're basically just saying like no like equal outcome because you know like we used to be able to do it all the time but we're kind of better than you we don't want it and then just kind of those guys who have been working on you know villa's been working really hard this year west ham's been gradually improving like all those guys no yeah they, they they just they're not it they could have been, but they weren't, and so. But we'll give them that chance to, you know, play with us every other year about if they can uh, prove it to us, and that kind of just shouldn't sit right with anybody, whether you like sports, whether you don't like sports, whether it's sports are your life, or whether you don't know what a soccer ball is. Uh, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Like the more you boil it down, the more ridiculous it becomes. You know, like the more yeah. you think about everything. And which uh leads me to another quote and I do think this is the best one. <laughs> I, I I don't think you're ready for it to be honest. But uh so basically oh shit, where is it? Oh no. Ah, here it is. Uh, It was Perez talking about basically why uh, the new Champions League format for 2024 is something absurd. Personally, I agree. It's very stupid. Um, But this is the part. I have no interest in making the Super League. He said that in an interview eight minutes ago. I am not the owner of Real Madrid, only the president. Because Real is owned by the members, I want to save football. He does so he literally just said, I I I don't want to do this, but yet he's trying to save football by destroying it. Uh,
0: yeah, he's, like, the fact that he's, like, literally trying to spin this into fucking Real Madrid's crisis, like, oh, poor us, like, oh, we we didn't run a positive revenue this year, we lost a lot of money, oh my god, what Wait about year, the fucking non-league back. clubs that are literally furloughing not only employees, like, the rest of you fuck-ass people that can afford it. They're they're actually furloughing their own players. They're not playing games. They're cutting down match day squads because they're suffering financially. And you know what you guys did the to help out the greater football community. You you, you proposed a plan to up and leave and, and and take most of the money for your damn self. So you, like like hats off. Hats off yeah. to you fuckers. Like like and really, hats off. Great and the great best job.
1: Part. Is like all that furlough stuff. We remember the whole Arsenal scandal where they had to furlough, I think it was 61. Normal employees, so accountants, social media managers, like the normal, the mascot, load,
0: the mascot. mascot.
1: They furloughed all those people to sign William on a free transfer. And then Tottenham and Arsenal both got loans from the British government during. During Corona pandemic, during the COVID pandemic, both from the country that they're like, and I, I no doubt the U, UK did this out of good faith because I guarantee they had no idea this was coming at the time, and it just like you'll make the money back when COVID's done, and COVID will be done eventually. And right before, I, I would assume this is the last season we're gonna have with no fans in the stands. Right before all that. Right before they can hear any of that backlash in the stadium, Arsenal and Spurs, the two most undeserving teams by millions of miles, just, again, give two fingers to the government this time, too. Oh, you gave us money in a tough time after. We really didn't need it, but we kind of asked for it. And, like, you you helped us out, so thanks. And just flipped them off and went on their way. Um, So that's... it's just, this, every team this is scum
0: it's, it's really it, what really <laughs> pisses me off too is, is, is like clubs like you know and I don't want to digress from Arsenal and Spurs being undeserving because they are and they are scumbags for doing that yeah. but teams like United and Liverpool because mm-hmm. like, I expect this low shit from Chelsea and City I'll yeah. be honest. Like, I, I, don't, I don't expect them to have morals because they don't mm-hmm. have morals. But United is 150 years running. The Working Man's Club, founded by the workers of Manchester, brought to glory by the people of the community. And you know what? The Glazers said, and and Woodward too. The community doesn't matter. We don't care about you guys. We care about we care about all the other like we care about the global network that 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 us owning the privilege to own this club is what us owning the privilege to own, like the memories that, that you guys have built over the years has given us. No, that doesn't matter to us. We, we care, we care about just using that for, for dollars. We, we don't care about the integrity of, we don't care how it was built, how it came to be. We just care about using it for what we can gain. And same with Liverpool. You'll never walk alone. Fuck that shit. Now, You'll never walk alone as long as you got a check to pay for us to walk with you. That's what it should be. Because it's fucking bullshit, man. Like these, these people say the fans matter, all this shit. Jurgen Klopp even saying football is nothing without the fans, nothing without the Anfield faithful. Well, you know what? If you're not in the Premier League, what does the Anfield faithful mean? Like, what well, what is that? If you're not playing on those special European nights, well, what is Liverpool? except except you know a special club in the champions league that's what what they're known for and now they're just leaving it all behind like it doesn't matter like the people don't matter and it's it's just gross like it is just gross like i don't care how much money much more money i don't care how much quote-unquote better the product is going to be i don't care about any of these documentaries none of this shit like that's that's not what matters and that's not what makes this sport special like it's it's just it's not it's not
1: yeah it's and back, like, like you said, United and Liverpool should be the most ashamed because the Munich air disaster, for one, like, do you think any of those guys on that plane would have stood for this? No shot, because especially the survivors after that, having to work back after just going through what they went through and then being able to come out on top and still be and just. If they knew where Manchester United was today, after what happened to them, they'd all have tears in their eyes it's just because of how they were able to come through that. And now Woodward and the Glazers are basically, no, yeah, that was cool. Like, thanks for setting this up for us, but uh, in 20 years, people are going to forget about you. When I try and go tell my grandkids or my children about the Munich like, oh, like, what's that? Like, it should... It's just... <sighs> The disrespect to the people who made this club that are alive, player or fan or manager, given that they disrespected Fergie was not even consulting him on this. And he's a member of the United board, which really, really made me upset. Uh, just. They don't care. I don't care. Yeah,
0: that's, that's so fucked up because Fergie is Manchester United. Yeah. Like, he made that club what it is. He he gave them the the fucking Woodwards and the Glazers, the, the the fucking platform to grease their pockets with, and they don't even ask the guy what he thinks of it. Like, that should just show you how out of touch all these people are with, with the platforms that they're just using to make money at this point. Like, I, I get it. Like, sports franchises are a business, but – at the end of the day, like, it's, it's, still a it's sport. about, yeah, it's, it's, it's that, still when a sport it boils and, down
1: to it. It's a game that, yeah. and they're taking all the fun out of a game.
0: It's, it's about, it's about the community, man. Like, it's about like, like as an Eagles fan, like, I love that. Like, like Philadelphia is so like passionate about it. Like, I love that like the four stadiums are in the same parking lot and that like, it's it's a community, like, like they they go out into the neighborhood, they volunteer all this shit, and the same was happening in Manchester. You know, like they were they were doing a lot of shit to get more ingratiated with the community. You know, projects. You know, funding funding kids being fed. Like they they were going all the way and trying to you know make themselves a part of Manchester. And evidently, that fucking that shit doesn't matter because because. At the, end of the, at the end of the day, when this, when this, if and when this goes through, like how many games are they're actually going to play at the Etihad if there's only six clubs in England, including themselves, that are playing? That's a max. That's a maximum of five fixtures. Why the fuck are they going anywhere but London twice? They're not going to Maryside twice. I'm sorry, they're not going to Manchester twice. They may be going to London twice. That's it. That's it. They're going to New York. They're going to L.A., going to Texas. They're going to. They're going to Toronto. Going to Mexico City. Going, going to going Delhi. To,
1: yeah. Going to Hong Kong. Exactly. All.
0: Everywhere. They're not going. They. They don't give a fuck about the people who are who who have season tickets. The people who make the environments what they are and give the club the identities that they have. They don't yeah. give a fuck about those people. Yeah. And it is. It is just so disgusting because at the end of the day, I I believe anyway. That's why people love soccer the way they do because they identify with more than the product that's on the field or sports in general. They identify with more than what's on the field. They identify with the community and the greater overall like yeah like message and, and, and brand identity that it is. And all these people are just using that to get a bigger payday now.
1: It's, it's crazy that this is like even allowed, you know? Yeah. That being
0: said, um, how do you feel about all the all the punishments being handed out, um, you know, banned from World Cups, uh, you know, uh, the whole nine, the uh, is, relegation
1: kicked out? I'll, I'll start with the World Cup and the Euro. It's honestly, if they want this to stop it from happening, it's needed, but it's terrible that these clubs for the, hopefully for them to get sense knocked into them, their players have to suffer. Yeah. What for, what what, what are, the are these players doing? Wrong. Yeah. Like what what are what are these players doing wrong? Nothing. They have a contract with a team that they have to honor. Like mm-hmm. you have to show up to your job. They didn't want this. They didn't know about this. And mm-hmm. the biggest trump card that the UEFA and FIFA have Is not allowing those guys to go live their childhood dreams out. Yeah. And that, I think that's I get it. I get why they're doing it, but that's just so unfair to the players. Um, They're caught in a crossfire and they can't get out of it. It is
0: really messed up. Like, like Bruno said, you know, dreams can't be bought. And that's the absolute truth. Like, like literally 99% of all the players in the world at these big clubs or not come from small, humble beginnings. They come from mm-hmm. fucking playing soccer in, in an alley in the favelas. And then when they're 14, yeah. some scout signs them and they bring them the Gremio and then they, they muddle around there for five years and boom, their life has changed because – there's a there's a pyramid system there's people like jamie vardy who literally were playing sunday league football when he was a grown-ass man working working and then playing league football and now his whole life has changed because he was able to work his way up through the system and it's just the yeah it's it is just so so
1: and it's and just it's not like and i was i don't know the exact number i don't think it'd be easy to get but I'd say a good 80% of all notable, not even notable, just like at these top five league teams, 80% of them, like you said, came from humble beginnings. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like in America where it's pay to play. It's play to play in all these under, other countries you play because you want to play you're out there barefoot with a, with a rolled up um of newspaper because you want to do it in the 95 degree heat in brazil like it's because you love to do it and then the fact that they're just getting paid a little bit of money a lot of mine do is just they don't even care because you know they get to wake up every day and go kick a ball and yeah. the fact that the people above them only care about how much kicking that ball can make them. It hurts because I know, like, like, for Rashford, for example, he all he did in the community, like, he knew how tough it was growing up without, the, without lunch, he wouldn't eat some days. And then he got on this platform where he could use it, and he's used it very well, just helping other people out where he knows the position they're in. And now they're just going to try and persuade him with the money. And do you think no, his dream is, like we said, winning things at his boyhood club. winning things, a team he grew up listening to on radios and watching on TV when he was in diapers. He doesn't care if you're giving him seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a week? No, because I tell you if this wasn't a thing, he'd play for United for free. And a lot of these players play for their team for free, and it's just the big wigs don't don't seem to get that concept of passion and playing for free if there's not a dollar sign attached to it what's the point point? and it I think it kind of started with agents you know like Rayola the Mendez forcing these bigger and bigger paydays bigger and bigger transfer fees like and like the acquisition of the clubs all those things kind of built like mixed in together and just created a greed monster that these businessmen knew they could exploit and they did. And here we are.
0: Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. It's, uh, it, it's a combination of things. It's been a light, it's been a long time coming. A lot of it is really self-inflicted wounds. But at the end of the day, these greedy people need to realize it's so much bigger than that. It's so much bigger than the corruption that's been laid in the sport. And there needs to be reform to the Champions League. And going forward, I, I know for a fact that there will be changes to the Champions League. I do not think for a second that this super league is actually going to go through. No, I think this is being used as a bargaining chip to restructure the champions league yet again. I don't know how they're going to do it, what they're going to do with it. Um, Definitely. I guess need to reward the big clubs for being big. I, I guess, I guess that's where we've come to because yeah, the thing is like, we're not going to go back. Like we're not going to, this isn't going away unless no. these people like sell the clubs and, and or something crazy, like a huge lawsuit and they lose happens. Like these people want their bigger slice, they're going to get their bigger slice. It's just a matter of whether the Champions League is going to be the way that happens or if it's going to be the
1: Super League. Yeah. Um it's and that's what Perez was also saying. He pointed out a lot, which kinda If you don't want this to happen, I would see it's a little hope. Like Walker said, uh, I personally like, like you said, no, no chance. I think this happens. I don't think it's going through. Um, But and Perez pointed out he wants a lot of dialogue with UEFA. He wants a lot of dialogue with FIFA. They want to talk. They want to work together. He wants the Super League and the domestic leagues to work together. He just wants to get the money he feels he's deserved. Mm -hmm. And whether that be like you said, paying the big clubs or if UEFA can get away with paying the winner more money, something like that, they need to come to a compromise. And it's, like you said, not going away. It's, it's here now. This is how the game is. The game has turned into a money game. Uh, I do think, though, if they fight it, and I will go to courts and all that stuff, and the Super League teams do fail, every single owner should be forced to sell the team. No ifs, ands, or buts. Every accolade they've earned throughout their tenure as owner should be stripped from the club, given to the next in line, and they should have they they should be banned from anything having to do with UEFA, FIFA, the any of the Nations League, any domestic leagues in North America, South America the just soccer and football the general they should be able to take no part of ban from stadiums ban from everything just sell your team and go and even then i don't think that's that's enough punch. like capital punishments legal in some countries.
0: <laughs> like, I mean, now we're getting somewhere. Now so, we're
1: getting, I mean, now. if we throw a couple of those 140 billion euros, give a couple back to Qatar. I'm sure they could work something out for us. Yeah. But, uh, of course. Of course. No. Yeah. It's, it's just the way it is now, but, uh, you know, shout out to Boris Johnson, shout out to Emmanuel Macron, president of France and prime minister of England. Uh, for trying to stop it and doing everything in their power to stop it. Cause it's going to go to that level. It's going to go that high up. And, uh, these men are going to be the same. It's like the doping thing in baseball. It went to Congress and Congress got their way. Hopefully it goes to the presidents and the prime ministers and they get their way. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. Um, I think, I think that, that's, that's, that's just about a good place to end it, yeah?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: so um, just going to watch out. New developments, probably every single fucking hour on this stuff until it's resolved. Um, they're going to have talks at some point, punishments, resolutions. Uh, we will see what happens.
1: What are you reading right now? Um, just to point out more to the fact that these guys are businessmen and not football men. Super League president Florentino Perez fails to name all six Premier League clubs who are joining his Super League. He was not able to name all six teams. So... I mean,
0: wow. that doesn't show you enough. You can't even name who you're going to play. You just literally care about the, like, it's probably, they They probably think we're all idiots who are just going to go and watch. Anyway, I'm saying right now, I am not like, I am not watching another Manchester city game. Nothing until they, they say that they're not doing this. Yeah. I, 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 mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not consuming any of it.
1: Nope. I nope will do 12 teams. I don't care if there's American on it. I don't care if Weston McKinney goes out and scores 18 goals in six minutes. I, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not going to consume it because no. they don't deserve it. They don't. They never deserve
0: it. Um, that just about does it from us at the uh, We Call It Soccer Show. It is a somber day, somber episode. We hope that we helped you guys understand what Super League is, why all your homies and you should hate it, Um, but yeah, just, uh, prayers up that the, the presidents of France, England, UEFA, FIFA, they all stay strong and, uh, just fuck these guys and, uh, hopefully the fans and players stay strong too, because, you know, at the end of the day, we control what can happen. We are the powerful ones because we're the ones that give them their money. So if we all stay together, stay strong, boycott the super league and the super league teams, like don't don't give them the don't give them the platform to to do this shit. Then um, we can we can have the game that we love so much back, and we can keep it. Yeah. Anything else from you?
1: Um, hashtag fifty plus one uh, needed. Yes. In every league in the world, not just All Europe, of it. America, Brazil, Colombia, Germany, France, England, Germany. Thank you for having this and just showing the power it has. It literally stopped from this thing, Bayern being in it. And if Bayern and Dortmund were in it, I don't think there'd be much stopping people, you know, because at least some of these big guys are backing out and, you know, standing their ground. And that is solely because the fans are making that decision. Yeah. So shout out to to them. Big ups yeah. for them. And hopefully, that is the policy that's implemented everywhere and it'll make the sport much better.
0: It will. It will. And I hope, uh, I hope those guys win out. But um, until next time on the We Call It Soccer Show, peace. Deuces.